What you can do is create a reel on Instagram and then just bring it to TikTok and upload it there. So you're basically doing two things at once, right? I think that's what's really important with your content is make sure you're diversifying it. So if you're posting on Instagram, post it to TikTok. That's two videos that you only had to do once, but you now have on different platforms, two different audiences. Welcome to the Nourish Podcast. I'm Jas, a certified nutritional practitioner who specializes in reducing bloat. I've been able to passionately support hundreds of women get back to their bliss, and I cannot wait to help you do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm so stoked to get started. Hi, guys. I hope you're having a great week so far. I didn't really plan on doing this podcast. It's such a random, like, unplanned podcast, but last week depending on when you listen to this. Last week, I posted a story I was going through my, I randomly like woke up and was like, just so curious to see my first few posts that I've ever created on Instagram. And I actually do this quite often. I'm a very like nostalgic person. I like really feel memories out. And anyways, I was going through my Instagram and I found some of my first ones and it was so crazy because I feel like I could genuinely sense how I was feeling in that moment when I was posting it. And I really miss those days. This was in like 2017 when things were so different on Instagram and on social media. Collaborations and partnerships were a thing, but they weren't very common. You could post like literally just the randomest photo and you would be able to like get quote unquote discovered It was just so different in comparison to what it is today. And so anyways, I posted that to my story and I made a caption saying, I can't believe that this was one of my first posts. I really do feel like you guys have grown up with me in a way because you've basically been there my entire holistic journey, which is really cool to say. And I'm so grateful for, and I was going through the comments in that photo and so many of us are still connected, which is so cool. I actually messaged a few of the people who commented on that photo and just reconnected. And it was just a really, it was really nice to see. So if you haven't done that in a while, go back to your first post and check to see how much you've grown. I guarantee it's been a lot. And I feel like we're often trying to go for that fast growth when there's so much space for us to like just appreciate the growth we've been through. And then I said something along the lines of just start, stop waiting, keep doing what you're doing and just remember that it's all going to pay off and that slow growth is what you want. You don't want to be growing so quickly because then you don't get to grow with your community. And I think that's something that I'll probably talk about in this episode anyways, but I really do think that with the way that Instagram has shifted, fast growth is like the only thing a lot of us are working towards. And I really think that there's such a disconnect there when it comes to actually being able to grow with your community. It's more so just when you post a reel, you get a bunch of followers, but then those followers end up almost being like ghost followers because they don't know anything about you. So they're not in like inclined to watch your stuff, if that makes sense. So uh, yeah, anyways, I had so many of you guys reach out and like comment on the fact that you've been feeling this way and you really needed to hear this and just feel 
like you don't know where to go on Instagram and that like slow growth can be super frustrating and I totally get it and it's so true. It's in the middle of the day on Friday and I just thought this would be a nice way to kind of kick off the weekend. I'm not going to be working this weekend and I'm so excited. I feel like the past few weekends have either been so busy with plans or I've been working for like one full day and I just feel like I really need some time off. This week has been very busy and to be honest, very draining. It was, so the way I do my calls is I have one week of on calls. So I'm like basically in calls all day. And then the following week I'm not on calls. So I'm doing more so back end stuff. This week was a back end, like no calls type of week. And I did have a few, but it was just like random. I feel like you can never not have <laughs> calls, but I just, because I didn't have my clients, I felt so drained in the sense that I was just literally looking at my computer screen for like a good 10 hours every single day this week. And oh, it's just been, yeah, it's been a lot. So I'm really excited for it to be the weekend and I'm probably going to work a little bit later today and then just hopefully shut off for a bit. I think that's one thing that people don't see on Instagram. I think that Instagram always makes your life look so good and I feel like my life is always so like always looks so much better than it actually is on Instagram in terms of like work stuff I feel like it looks like I can just like take a week off or travel or like go to a cafe and all that stuff and although like to be honest I can do that I also end up having to work long or later nights if I do that. And I think a lot of that comes down to discipline, but at the same time too, I think it comes down to your goals and what you really want to do. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode as well. But I actually started an influencer affiliate program with Giddy Yo-Yo, and I'm super, super happy and excited to be helping Bridget out with that. It's something that I feel like is going to really benefit their company. And as you guys know, Giddy is literally like family to me. So I'm really happy and so excited to like be building this program with them. I feel like there's been so much that I could contribute in the sense of like being in this space for so long, which has been awesome. But I've also been learning a lot, which has been create different skill sets. And I think that's also one thing I wanted to talk about in here too, is like to never feel like you can only just do one thing. I am someone who, as you can probably tell, I have to be doing like five things at a time. I just think my brain needs like that stimulation of like having to like, go through different tasks and different, I don't know, like services and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's been cool to take on this project. It's been really fun and we're going to see how it goes. So if any of you are influencers and are interested in potentially being on Giddy's affiliate program with me, let me know. I'd love to have you on and see if that's a good fit. And yeah, we can go from there. But Besides that, I don't know, things have been really good. Things have been very busy with the Christmas season coming super soon. We've been testing out a holiday tea, which I haven't said anything about this until right now. (laughs) And I haven't been saying anything because I'm just, we've done a few batches and they haven't been great. And so I don't want to say too much and then not happen and then feel like just feel hard on myself, you know, but that's been happening and just a lot of things kind of getting ready for the next year for 2023. Yeah, my plate has definitely been really full, but again, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I get to do this work and I'm, yeah, loving it. 
So today is actually, weirdly enough, it's like the first day of fall in Vancouver area. I actually live in Port Moody. It's actually like very fall like today. There's like no sun. It's cooler. It was raining and it feels really good. I'm super excited for this weekend because it's going to be a very cool and rainy weekend. And we like literally have not had a rainy and cold weekend in Vancouver yet since last year and so i'm really excited for it to just like relax and i want to read a lot this weekend and just cook and yeah just get like very cozy okay but i'm gonna get into the episode thanks for listening to all that randomness so first off i just have like a few questions that i picked out because i feel like these ones were the best ones to kind of go off if you ever have questions feel free to send me a dm i'm always happy to chat if i see it if i don't please send me an email at hello at nourish with jazz and if you're a student at any kind of nutrition school especially ihn csnn or iin please make sure to check out my self-paced bloom in business course. That program has basically everything that I have done for my business and more. I'm actually currently working on adding a few more lessons in there as well. You get our community. So you're able to ask me literally any question. Nothing is off limits so that we can really grow your business and you don't have to be feeling like Instagram is the only place for you to grow because that is the biggest thing I want you to take away from this episode. Instagram cannot be your end all. It is so important to have different avenues for your business, whether that is an email list, Pinterest, a YouTube, something that you own. Instagram, TikTok, all that, like we do not have rights to it. It could go away one day. It could be deleted one day, hacked, whatever it may be, and you're going to lose it. And I don't want to like put that energy out there. That sounded so negative, but you really have to be careful with how you set your business up. And so we go through all of that in that program as well. And you're able to ask me questions. So if you have questions about that program, please send me an email. I'd love to see if it works for you. I also am going to be taking on one more Bloomin' Business client for six month mentorship with me. So if you are interested in working with me for potentially the last time I ever offer this, please send me an email or apply at the link in the show notes. I'd love to work with you. It's a six month mentorship where we go through everything in your business one-on-one just you and I in 45 minute bi-weekly calls as well as you get my support through our texting basically 24 7 except for the weekend so I'm gonna go into the episodes so that we can get through this so first question is okay how often did you post and how did you plan your content when you started so I posted every day I think I posted like on the weekends most of the time so I guess like on average, I would say I posted five times a week. Things have definitely changed in the sense that when I was first starting, I was able to post a photo. And now it's like if you're starting and you're posting photos, it's not going to do as well as a reel would, which is frustrating because reels definitely take more work. But what I would say is if you're struggling to create reels, find a weekend or a, a day that you can go out with a friend and get them to take a bunch of videos of you just walking around in the city, at a cafe, down the street, whatever it may be. Those are really great videos to have for your reels so that it doesn't take you that long to create these reels. I think what it when it comes to creating reels, the biggest energy is 
actually having to film the reels and then editing it. So yeah, so I would just make sure that you have a bunch of videos to start. So I posted every day and the reason I posted every day was one, because I loved it and I really loved being on Instagram. I feel like it gave me this platform to get people to ask me questions, to feel like a leader in this space, to feel like I was serving. And that's something that I know I was destined to do. I know that I'm here to serve. So it felt so rewarding. Like I never, it never felt stressful going on that app. And I think it's because I created this atmosphere while I was growing, when I was still really small to enjoy it and to not spend time on other people's platforms. Like I think that's one of the biggest things that I did as I was growing and even up until today, like I don't spend much time looking at other people's profiles unless they're my clients or my friends. Otherwise, I'm giving back to my community in DMs and comments and links and whatever they want. Like that's where I'm spending my time. So um, yeah, I did it because I loved it, but I also knew that there was going to be something there if I stuck to the school. So I was in school part time and I was working full time and then I was doing this on the side. I would find it within my time to create a post every single day because it meant that much to me. And I never felt like, I felt weird if I didn't post. Like it was just so second nature to me. And I think that getting into that habit is a really great place to start when you are getting started. But now it's almost easier in a sense when you think about reels because what you can do is create a reel on Instagram and then just bring it to TikTok and upload it there. So you're basically doing two things at once, right? I think that's what's really important with your content is make sure you're diversifying it. So if you're posting on Instagram, post it to TikTok. That's two videos that you only had to do once, but you now have on different platforms to different audiences. So I think that's something I would totally recommend doing, especially because I do genuinely believe that the way that TikTok is moving is going to be similar to what Instagram was in like 2014. And if that's the case, get on there ASAP (laughs) just so that you can secure that consistency. So many people will say like, I started my IG account a year ago and I only have 500 followers. It's important to remember that 500 people following you is not a small number. Like instead of focusing on growing that account, focus on growing your relationship with those 500 people. I guarantee if you gave every single person in that 500 follower list some of your time, you would have zero time left, right? And it's like, so consider that as like the fact that there's 500 people following you says a lot. And I really believe that the people who have the best engagement on Instagram are the ones who are spending time creating for their community, not for growing their account. And that's something that I wish more people, especially business coaches talked about. It's not about having these reels that like go viral and all that stuff because although going viral is great you end up getting ghost followers and that's not what you want and I'll go into this because I think there was a question about this but realize like how far you've come and also like consider the fact that I started this in 20 end of 2016 it's 2022 and this is where my account is today so it's taken me a while to grow this. And in some ways it hasn't been that, like it hasn't taken that long because I really put 
so much of my time and effort into this. I just, I had no excuses. Like I would never make excuses for it. I just tested so many things out. If I posted something and it didn't work, then I tested something else out. If I noticed that something worked really well, then I kept posting very similar content to that. And at the end of the day, I think it was the fact that I was able to be so relatable to my audience and hopefully still am so think about that as opposed to growing your audience okay the next question is i'm thinking of quitting my job to pursue my passion in nutrition so i actually had someone reach out to me the other day about this asking me for advice on them quitting their nine to five and my advice was if you feel like you have enough money saved up for six months of rent, for six months of payments, whatever it may be, that's a good way to consider it. But my heart hurts for those people who are in nutrition and are pushing so hard to get their business going and quit their job, have no income coming in, but know that this is something they want to pursue. In so many ways, that's amazing because it's going to get you there. But at the same time, like you can't be quitting your job and making no money and expecting to feel fulfilled from this. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's so much to be said about people who do both. I mean, quitting your job and not having any income and then being able to build a business is unbelievable and very, very inspiring. But also having your job and then quitting when you feel financially ready to do so, I just think that puts you in a much better mental state. And personally, I think it's a lot smarter because you're going to be able to just feel so much more at ease. I think one of the worst feelings is feeling on edge because you're running out of money or savings, you know? So yeah, I, if it feels right, quit your job knowing that you have savings, but don't feed into this whole, like having to quit your job so that you can pursue your passion. I think in so many ways it's important and it works out well, but at the same time, like I think the best thing I did was quit my job when I felt financially ready to take this on if I quit like months before oh my god I I feel like I would be looking for another nine to five because it would make me feel so unsettled and I think that's kind of where we have to be so careful with like business coaches and stuff like that because I do believe that people make these nine to fives look as if they're this bad thing when I'll be honest so many times I've been like, having a nine to five would be really nice. I know it comes with its struggles and I'm not saying this to be like disrespectful or anything at all, but some of my friends who work nine to fives have the most beautiful life because they work nine to five and then they go, they come home and they're able to like work on paintings, work on hobbies and habits are able to like finish an entire book and not feel like, oh, I should have been working or I still have to go through this or the amount of times I'm like thinking about work on the weekends. I'm so grateful for my job. Like I really hope I don't do anything else and I don't think I will, but I will like, but I have had those moments where I'm like, how much more stress can you take? You know? So Anyways, I don't know if that was helpful. Basically, what I'm saying is just keep doing what you're doing. Quit when you feel ready, but don't let someone else influence that. You have to know for yourself when it's ready for you to quit. And I think it's really important to have multiple streams of income. So what if you go down to part-time? 
then you have this, you have your business bringing in a bit of money, and then you could also have affiliates or whatever it may be so that you have income that's coming in and able to pay for your bills. The next question is how to start talking to everyone. Okay, so I would say you're not talking to everyone because you're finding a niche. So I think, okay, that's another thing where I would say I believe we more so think this because of reels and like going viral, you know, like people will say like make relatable content for everyone, which is great. And I think that we do have to have like certain percentages of our content being relatable to everybody, but I would just really focus on talking to your specific person. I know so many nutritionists and so many of my friends and past clients who do so incredible in business. And it's because they are very niched and they actually have very small followings, but everyone in their follower list is a part of their community. So keep that in mind that you're talking to one specific niche and you aren't trying to tailor to everyone. Okay, how to gain followers in today's society. So I know I've like, (laughs) I feel like I keep saying this, but I think it's really important to go on reels and make sure that you're staying consistent with that. But also, and by the way, we talk about this in our community for the Bloomin' Business Self-Paced Program. So if you ever have like questions about like how your reels are doing, your TikToks, any questions like that, you're welcome to ask them in there and we can like all go through your content and that kind of thing. So you feel very supported. But my advice is to actually not try to gain all these followers through reels. So the issue here is, for example, I have a really good friend who grew to 60 something K followers. Her and I started our business around the same time and she grew to 60 K followers, 60 something K followers. And she is having a much harder time getting clients because she gained these followers in a few months who basically followed her for the reels that she was posting. And she posted a reel of like, it was something about her kids and it went viral. And she got all these random people following her who aren't in her ideal niche, who aren't actually interested in working with her, but they just found her reels and found them interesting. So they followed her. The issue with this is that Instagram can target these reels to go viral anywhere. So it could go viral in Australia. It could go viral in Poland. It could go viral anywhere, but not necessarily in your country or in your city or wherever that may be. But it can also do the exact same thing to your niche. So it can go viral in like a mechanic niche, which sounds so weird, but I think that's where it's really important to know that followers that you get from reels don't always mean that they're going to be consistent followers. Even I think about like the people that I've recently followed, it's from a reel that I've seen of theirs and I haven't seen any of their things come up on my page at all. So that's one thing that I would really keep in mind is that growth through reels doesn't mean that you're going to just have all these people wanting to work with you and so anyways my friend who grew so much she doesn't know what to do anymore because she doesn't have the clientele she used to have and she's actually really struggling to get clients to sign up because what instagram does is it sends your content to under two percent of your following so let's say you have a thousand followers 
I don't know if I'm doing this math right. I'm probably not, but it would send it to two. I don't know. Oh my God. I, I can't even 20, 200. Anyways, we're going to pretend I didn't say that, but it shows it to a very, very, very small audience. And let's say they're sending that reel to Poland and you get so many Polish people following you and they're not interested in your service, but they just basically became these ghost followers. They're going to see your content, but the actual ideal client isn't. So I've really, really been trying to, for myself, post reels and still keep consistent with that. But I'm actually not looking to go viral or to go crazy or anything like that because I don't want that to damage my community. I don't want anything to happen to my community. I want to be able to make sure that we stay together and I don't have to go through a place where if we're going to grow so much, we have to then work 10 times harder to even get people to see any of our content. So I want to say that because I know so many of us struggle with the growth on Instagram, but I just want you to know that Instagram growth does not mean anything to your worth. And I do seriously, with all of my business background, believe it is so important for us to get the people we have on Instagram off of Instagram into a platform that we actually own. So that's my take on there. But in terms of how to gain followers now, I would say take the time to get to know your audience. I always ask my clients to post a story on Instagram saying, what do you guys want to see more of? And ask specific questions where it's easy for them to answer. And so many people have said to me, so many of my clients will say, oh, well, like if I post it, no one asks. That's not your audience's fault. We need to do a better job of getting to know our audience in order for them to respond to us, right? So I think it's really important to get to know your audience, engage with them, not necessarily your home feed and everyone else. Focus on the people in front of you because they are the ones who want to work with you. And yeah, just engage with them. Be really intentional. Post high quality content over quantity. I think even for myself, I tried posting every single day, I think for two weeks and then I gave up for two weeks. And I just didn't even find that it was, my content was like really not quality after doing it every day. If you can find a way to do it and it be quality, then try it out for sure. I think there's a lot to say for people who do a trial of posting every single day for 30 days and then take an analysis of what that what happened there and ch- check to see what they can change from there. I do really believe if you try that out, you'll get so much information as to where you need to go next. Um, and then the last question is more so what does a day in my life look like in the mornings? So for my mornings, I feel like everyone says this, but it always depends on the day. If sometimes, so on certain call days, I start my calls either at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. And I do that because I prefer to have calls in the morning so that I can clear my schedule in the afternoons to go through emails or things that don't need my 110% attention because by the afternoon, it's harder for me to stay consistent or at least like be in that headspace. But on days where I don't have early calls, I typically wake up at 5.30 and I go to the gym. I get to the gym for like 6.30, between 6.30 and 7. I purposely go around 7 because that's typically when it's not so busy. 6 a.m. crowd, 
scares me. <laughs> so I prefer to go at seven. I am really consistent with the gym. I think like it's just been something that I've been consistent for a long time with. I think it just depends on if I have a great workout or not. Sometimes my energy is so off. So that's something I'd love to just get more better at, like really being intentional when I'm at the gym and not thinking about anything else. But I'll wake up around 5.30. Honestly, like my morning routine is nothing crazy. Wake up, go downstairs, brush my teeth, tongue scrape, all that stuff. Change or shower sometimes. Sometimes I shower after the gym. Change. I always like shower in the evenings. Change and get all my stuff ready for the gym, go to the gym, come back. And then depending on the time, I will like just chill with Dylan for a bit. And then I typically will just make sure that everything is set up for the day and pretty much just get into work. I don't really do anything crazy. I used to journal and I haven't done that in a while and I really need to because I did notice such a difference. But I don't know, like I just, I'm kind of like over having this like crazy morning routine. I love it. But lately with the change in the season and stuff, I just haven't been doing too much. And I really like my current one. So yeah, I've been doing that and that's been really nice, but I really try to maximize my time. So last week I was getting up later. And so I was getting to the gym later, which meant I was getting home later and working, like starting work a lot later. And it just didn't work for me. So this week I was like, Hey, I'm not going to the gym if I'm not there at a certain time. And this week I really stuck to that and woke up really consistently and everything like that. But I wanted to share this with you because it has been such a game changer for my life and I've only implemented it recently, but planning your week ahead is one of the best things you can do for your productivity and your future. I once read this in a book and it really stuck to me and it actually... I think it's been one of my favorite quotes and it went along the lines of planning your day, planning your week out is planning for the future and planning your day is planning for a crisis. And it really spoke to me because I'm someone who will always write my list of things to do the night before. So for example, if it's Tuesday in the evening, I'll write what I'm doing on Wednesday, which is really great and it's very helpful. But then it really sets my entire week up in a way where it's like, I'm just checking things off the list. I'm not really, I'm working in my business, not on my business. So what I've been doing recently is taking every Sunday to plan out my week from Monday to Friday or Saturday, writing down everything that I'm doing that week and just feeling really intentional with it. And it allows me to actually see massive gaps into my week and what needs to get done, what I actually have time for and what I can schedule time in for myself, for my business, for an additional client project that I can do with someone like that kind of stuff is very, very helpful. And we actually even did that with our groceries this week. We wrote down what we were going to eat throughout the week. And it's Friday and our fridge is empty and it feels amazing because we love going grocery shopping. It's so fun. And it was at a point where we were going every single night and it was a bit too much. Like we would just go and grab like one thing, (laughs) but we like decided like, okay, no, we can't keep doing that. We need to schedule this. We need to be intentional with what we buy and it's been really great. So I highly recommend if you take anything away from this podcast, plan your week out this coming Sunday 
write everything down and I guarantee you're going to have so much time for your week. And if you do it, let me know. And I'd love to hear how that helped you. And again, like I said, if you're interested in learning more about all this stuff, make sure to sign up for the self-paced business program. I'd love to have you in there. I'd love to be your coach and your mentor. And if you want to do a six month one-on-one business program with me, please make sure to apply ASAP because applications are coming in and I don't want to miss yours and miss that opportunity with working with you and growing your business. But I hope you have an amazing day and I will chat with you later. Thank you.